Hey guys, we're back with another episode of More Than, and today's episode will be with Deandre Yedlin. Deandre comes from the US and plays his football here in the UK for Newcastle United. A little side note, if you have seen our clip on social media talking about protesting in the US a couple of weeks back, you can skip to 19 minutes in and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. So my bro Yedlin is here today. Yes, sir. Uh, second person that I've got in the podcast and I'm really excited about this, man. How's it going? How are you? It's going pretty well. I mean, obviously, it's crazy times in the world right now. So, uh, you know, sometimes it uh, can be a bit upsetting. But as far as getting back to football and playing and training and getting to see the guys again, it's, it's been going really well. Did you feel the same on, like, the first training session? Like, everyone felt like Champions League final, you know, in the yeah. first training session. Everyone was so recharged. First time, like, playing with contact and stuff. Everyone was, like, just so into it, man. It was, it was so good to see at least... Uh, for us, man. How was it over there? First no, it's, the, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just like, um, yeah, like you said, everybody's just recharged, ready to go. Finally had their whatever break they had from um, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing and, you know, ready to get back to it. So it was good, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Well, let's get let's get a bit serious, man. I see, I see the yes. t-shirt that you're wearing as well. Um, yes, sir. I mean... <laughs> we cannot we cannot start this conversation without talking about the stuff that's happening in in America and obviously this is really random because um we plan to to have a chat like more than a week ago and yeah. this stuff just happened in the first week but I feel like you're the one of the the, the perfect person to kind of like talk about you grew up in in Seattle as well uh, which yeah. is like a predominantly white city as well uh, for what yeah. I know of and, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get uh, your opinion and see how you're feeling about all the stuff, especially in your country and you being here, seeing what's happening. How are you feeling, man? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit tough, to be honest. Um, you know, luckily, where I grew up in Seattle, it is predominantly white and um, also Asian, but it's a very progressive city. It's a very progressive thinking city, so... Um, you know, the, a lot of, a lot of the ideal ideals and morals that I have today are, you know, come from that city and obviously how I was raised with my grandparents. Um, so I'm fortunate to be, have been raised there, but you know, that doesn't put aside the fact that I'm still a black kid in America. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's there. I mean, the, like I put out a tweet today, you know, I said I was going to get off social media until the season, rest of the season was over. But I put out a tweet yeah. today because I felt like I just couldn't really stay silent about this. And my grandpa texted me the other day and he was like, I'm glad you're not in America right now because I'd fear for your life as a young black man. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, it's like, he, he was born in 46. So he was alive when Martin Luther King, you know, was doing all of his civil rights movement. Um, yeah. you know, through some very serious times racially in U.S. history. And still 70 years later, he still fears for his grandchild that his life can be taken by, you know what I mean, by unjust, unjust acts by, by the police. And that, that to me is, is ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, I see it like in a way that, for so many things in in this world we we act or we think that we're moving forward so quickly or you know we're we're getting better at stuff but then 
when these things happen, you kind of feel like we, we're going backwards. And yeah. um, I got a lot of people telling me like, oh, it's not that we're going backwards. It's just like today there's more information and there's more videos and everything's more out there. But this stuff has been happening for years and years. And in a way that is right, you know, like um, it's only, not only now, but nowadays when everyone is just able to like record something, put it on social media and actually yeah. see like what the hell is going on. Yeah. It's way more brutal than we actually 100%. feel from here you know and and it's, it's so scary man because you know as you say that the fact that your, your grandpa has you know he feels like he's actually relieved that you're not there yeah i don't think there's anything that 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 speaks louder than than that man that's uh, yeah that that's the thing that's like you know that that's kind of been sticking in my head um this whole basically since he texted me that it's just been ringing in my head and it's just like, I can't really get over it because it's like my home country, the country that I represent when I put on the U S Jersey, the country that, you know, there's, I think there's two Americans in, in the premier league right now. Me and yeah, yeah. So the country that, you know, I represent when I'm playing over here in England and this is what people see, you know, it's honestly like this last, this last week has been a bit embarrassing. Cause it's like, you come into training and everybody's yeah. like, bro, your country is like in ruins and shambles, like that. And I can't, I can't defend it because it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complete wreck. It's complete havoc. It's, um, and, you know, as far as the, the riots go and things, it's like I, I'm not – I'm definitely not a person to condone violence. I'm probably the last person to condone violence and, and rioting and all this. But I do have the, have the outlook where – it's like, what else do you do? You know what I mean? That, that, that's how you, that, that is the I way know. that they're responding towards you. So it's kind of like the only way that you can. Exactly. I, towards I, I don't know. I, it's like, I don't know what else people are supposed to do. And I know there, I know there's people out there that are out looting and, and, you know, setting things on fire for the wrong reasons. They're doing things mm -hmm. just to create chaos. I know that. But, you know, the people that are actually out there trying to be heard, it's like, I don't know what, what else you're supposed to do because you saw, obviously, Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? People thought, okay, maybe that will bring a change. And um, you know that dug deep in the hearts of, you know, the people who are the problem today. Um, you know, that dug deep, deep in the hearts of them that people were kneeling during the national anthem. Um, so you thought, okay, maybe, you know, that's hurting them a bit. This might be the change that we need. And then yeah. you have these acts, like... Within, I'm talking within two weeks of each other. You know what I mean? As I was talking to my girlfriend today and I was saying, it's crazy because since George Floyd's death, it's like, I completely forgot about, um, what's it? Ahmaud Aubrey, who is, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, that's completely gone out of my head now. And it's like, yeah. as, as an American, um, especially young black American, you kind of become uh, desensitized to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, wow, another, another kid died today or another guy died today. Yeah. And that's really sad because it's human life. And it's the, it's the most sacred thing that we're talking. You know what I mean? It's the most yeah, important yeah, yeah, yeah. Part about human life and we're desensitized to it because it happens so much. And actually I feel like this one got so big because I, there was someone recording the whole thing. It was yeah. eight minutes. The guy yeah. screaming for his life, yeah. screaming, like asking for, for his mother that he had passed away. Like, it's just crazy to see. But then yeah. I, I read in an article in the New York Times that in the same week, there had been like four other murders, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just because they hadn't been 
recorded or they recorded. hadn't been exactly. out and the way the way they were people didn't exactly. know about them and i was thinking and, like and, this is actually crazy and that that's been the story this whole time is that if it's not recorded or on camera or anything yeah, like that yeah. it's swept under the rug you know what i mean and yeah. at the end of the day what side are people going to believe you know a cop or somebody who they who they're framing to be a thug or a gangster yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like this i mean it's 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 just ludicrous and it's it's very sad and i think i do believe that i think there'll be change that comes from this because i think with the younger generation coming in um i think the younger generation has a much more progressive way of thinking you know they yeah. they have they don't have parents that you know were teaching them that black people were inferior and this and that you know they it's it's a younger generation they're they're progressive thinking they're you know you can just see it with social media and things like that um i think obviously back in the day it's a bit harder to you know when you had a situation like this to try to convince people that it was wrong which was crazy to me but you know i guess that's how it was back then but i think i think this was i think this is the tipping point i i really do um and i hope it is yeah i hope so and i and actually i feel like in our industry it's been the the young people the ones that they've spoken out about it more you know like people like Jalen yeah. sancho hakimi yeah. like when they when they yeah. scored or when you see on social media it's actually like i even saw like rian brewster and sometimes i'm yeah. thinking like where are the the, the old the players or where generation. are the yeah. You, you, yeah the older generation sometimes maybe something for what you say like it was different back in the day or maybe some people don't want to say the wrong thing because yeah. I get that sometimes I'm, I could say I'm talking as an outsider but not really because I don't feel this is a this is a subject that's only for black people this is involves yeah. everyone right now you know 100%. and and also also what also frustrates me and um is that this is something that happens all over the world that has happened in the UK it's still happening yeah. uh but you see in the US but then you have a president that is not even um asking for unity he's uh, actually um he, he wants to stop fire with more fire kind of thing yeah and yeah. and sometimes you you don't really know if like he's doing that on purpose or if he has yeah. like like i don't i don't really know what it is we all know like the stuff that he's always been said how yeah. um his racial uh comments etc and we see this from the uk sometimes as like um like what is this guy talking about like it, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that yeah. a president of like the united states like the greatest country in the world is he's saying these things that he says and he's acting the way he's acting and i feel right now what you need is for people to unite because this is this is what people are doing in the streets whether you're black whether you're asian exactly. whether you're white and exactly. and he's responding with the wrong message the wrong constantly. message yeah. so fire, how yeah. are you gonna stop that it's uh, i mean it, that, that's the other thing that's been quite embarrassing actually and that's been for the the whole his whole presidency is the fact that he's been elected it's it's beyond me how it happened and i know you can't really change the past but it still is like it's mind-boggling the fact that he got elected and you can really see now he is the worst possible person that we could have in a situation like this because like you said he doesn't promote unity at all you know what I mean? It's almost like he wants diversity, which is, or sorry, not diversity. It's almost like he wants people to just be yeah, split. Division, he wants to be two sides. Yeah, yeah division, um, which is, which is, it's crazy for, for a U.S. president and um, such a powerful country. You know, the fact that that is what's being said by 
supposedly the face of our country is, yeah. is ludicrous. And people, I don't, I don't want to say people are laughing at it because it is a very serious situation, but yeah. so many, I mean, every, literally everybody I talk to over here is like, what is going on over there? Like, no, nobody can figure it out. How, one, how is this guy got elected? And two, the things that he says, especially an over a social, over Twitter, you know what I mean? He yeah. says these things over Twitter, like a U.S. president is saying these things over Twitter. And I know social media is, you know, used in this day and age. And, um, you know, it's a great way to connect with people. But he's saying very serious things. And it's if he's going to say those things, you know what I mean? You think he'd use a more serious platform than Twitter. You know what yeah. I mean? Things like that. And not only that, and the things that he says, what he's promoting, uh, whether he promotes violence or there's like... Um, fake stats that he talks about. I mean, there, there, there's no person that nowadays you can think of as more influence. And, you know, when you have that power and even if you just have like 140 characters or whatever, you have to be so careful with what you say because it, it's got to a point that Twitter had to put like um, like a, a page before his tweet saying like, yeah. whatever the president is saying, it might not be right. Please make yeah. a research. Like, it's crazy yeah. that the social yes. media has to say this when when this is supposed to be the person that should have everything under control kind of thing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I completely agree. And, you know, like I said before, it's, it's, it's embarrassing having that guy representing us. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just chaotic and kind of a shit show right now, to be honest. I mean, it's it's been a shit show. It's just been, there's been a blanket over it. And now things are being yeah, brought yeah. to life. So, yeah, 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 it was know. it was kind of brewing, right? It, yeah, it's one of exactly. the things like when you see like with Colin Kaepernick like kneeling down and and also like how the how the NFL responded to it, which yeah. uh, I think it was like um, it was really wrong. And then you know it's kind of like these little events are happening, but it doesn't really like blow out. Just, you know, you see a few people doing it and that's it. But I feel right right now, um, you know, everything has been like so in our faces. And that yeah. now there's, there's, there's no way out. Like this thing that people say, like being silent is actually siding with them. And, and, and yeah. that's how it actually feels. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because now you've seen like the gravity of the, of the things that are happening and, and, and there's no way you can hide it anymore. You can't hide it. No, you can't hide it. It's, uh, I mean, like we said, nowadays with social media and everything, you know, like that blanket has now been taken off and things are being brought to light. And, yeah. you know, people that, you know, don't know America and maybe the problems that it has are very surprised by this. But especially as a young black American, it, it's not it's not surprising. It's what's been going on all along. It's just now people are more aware of what's going yeah. on. You know what I mean, but you've been living that the whole time. huh? Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that I've been, you know, chased down by police and handcuffed yeah, and this yeah. and that. But there are real problems in America, like big problems, big, big problems, especially between, I'm not even going to put black people in this. I'm going to put minorities in this yeah, yeah. between the police and minorities. And, you know, you know, when I tweeted something, my girlfriend's reading me back a tweet today and some guy had put some statistic about you have less chance of, or you have a uh, more chance of being struck by lightning and being killed by the police, wherever you got a statistic being black and being killed by police. And it's like, there's a problem with that because one of those things is mother nature. Another of those mm. things is somebody else, another human taking the life of another human unjustly. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. At the yeah, end of the day, if lightning strikes, you don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's unlucky. And as a black person, you know what I mean? As a black person, when you're faced with the police, it's also sometimes how it feels. You don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, you see, you see um, I think the kid's name was Dylan Rope or whatever, who went into the church in Charleston and uh, mm-hmm. shot up all the black people. And you saw how he got arrested. You know what I mean? Call yeah, me on the ground, every, you know, everything like that. I, I don't even want to think, I don't even want to think about what would happen if a black person or a minority went into a white church or a predominantly white church and shot up the church. Like, it, you shot on site, no, no questions asked. Or even, or even the, the, the white people protests where they were like all heavily armed. Uh, yesterday I saw a video that uh, a, a white guy, that he was no police, he was nothing. He had like, his rifle and everything. And the police said very respectfully, please get out of here. When we all know that if that was a black person, that's not the way that police would yeah, have responded. It's, it's, no, not at all, not at all. And when people say that it is equal and there is no white privilege, they're talking, they're talking bullshit. And they know yeah. it, they know it. But some people are just so close-minded and, and so blind to the fact of, of yeah. what's really going on, which is, which is really sad to be honest. Yeah, man. I just, I just wanted to kind of like you can, you you can add to it after, but I just wanted to yeah. send a little message because, um, you know, a lot of people think uh, that this is a a minorities issue, and I I, I want to make it well, like loud and clear that this is a an issue that involves everyone. And as I said before, when you when you are silent, this you're siding with them, and. Uh, is important than that as white people and people of privilege, we can call it, to do everything we can, whether that is donating, whether that is marching, you know, now is this times of coronavirus or so some people can't yeah. feel uh, it's not safe and stuff. There's, yeah. um, there's a lot of information out there on how to do it and what the marches are like. But also most, important, most importantly, I think is to educate ourselves. 100%. Uh, to, to read about it and to, and to not, you know, you don't have to make it, uh, you don't have to tell black people to educate you. You should to educate yourself and research yeah. and read books. And, yeah. and I think something that we need to accept sometimes is that sometimes we can, when we are, when you cannot consider you, you, can't, you don't consider yourself a racist person, but you, sometimes you can say something racist without realizing. And yeah. if someone calls you out, you don't need to try and prove why you're not racist. What you have to do yeah. is listen yeah, and listen. educate yourself and That's say it. like, okay, what, why is this affecting you? Okay, and, and listen to people. And, and you know, that is the only way that um, as privileged white people, you can move forward um, into, into the goal, which is like equality in all senses and everyone being educated in the same way. And yeah. um, I think it's important for everyone to actually at least uh, do these things because, um, yeah, the, the, the gravity of the situation right now is, yeah. is, is, is really, really big. And as I say, it's, it's not a black people or a minority program. Yeah. This is yeah. a whole issue Everybody. that involves everyone in society, man. 100%. 100%. A great message. Uh, bro, I want to... Uh, Take this to the side a little bit and just, <laughs> yeah. and just chat with you about about you because that's the whole reason why um, I wanted to have a chat with you because there's so there's so much more about you than football. 
and yeah. um, I've been trying to do my research, uh, you know, before the podcast and and um, yeah, man, I want you to. I mean, a lot of people are gonna know who you are <laughs> that listen yeah. to this, but um, yeah, tell me um, how you started playing football growing up okay. in the in the US and uh, how was it for you then after coming here and stuff? Just like a brief yeah, story, yeah. yeah. So um, I was raised by my grandparents, um, and uh, m- my grandparents uh, had another. Obviously, they had a kid. Um, and he, I grew up with him. He's nine years older than me. His name is Dylan. Um, he's my uncle. And he kind of, because my father was never in my life. So he kind of became that father figure, big brother figure. Um, you know, would take me everywhere. And grow, growing up, he played um, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I honestly, I just was like, I just wanted to be like him. So I yeah. decided to take it up when I was young. I think I was three years old. Um, decided to take it up. He was he was my coach, and my grandpa was actually my coach, um, which is funny. Um, but yeah, so I just took it up, and you know, I was always quite good at pretty much every sport I did. Um, you know, because I was always very athletic, and when you're younger, usually athleticism will get you quite far. Um, but just as I kept going, it's like just soccer was what I was the best at, and decided to stick with it then. And um, you know worked my way up to the national team and, or youth national teams and the national teams and playing the MLS. Um, and then obviously got to move over to Tottenham. Uh, and it was, a at the time it was like probably the felt like it was like the worst part, like, uh, like really, if I dive into that moment, it's like the worst part of my life. Like it, I, I wasn't one, I wasn't prepared for it too. I wasn't, um, I just didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? And uh, when I got there, uh, Kyle Walker was there at the time. Um, I don't remember who else. But yeah, Kyle Walker was the, obviously the number one right back. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I wasn't playing at all. And in training, I was playing horribly. Um, you know, off the field, I was just kind of doing things that weren't me. You know what I mean? Going out. And, you know, I, I've never been a person that goes out, really. Um, you know, obviously occasionally, but so it became, it was like a time that was like, it was a bit depressing. Honestly, I remember calling, you know, my grandparents and telling them I want to come back and calling my yeah. agent, telling them I want to go back to MLS and um, this and that. But I obviously looking back on it now, it was probably the most important point of my career because it was, you know, the point where I hit a wall and then had to figure out on my own how to, overcome that and it's those hardships and and those sort of times um you know that you look back and that's you look back and and those are actually the times that are probably the best time you know what I mean it's like you know when you really had to struggle with something or I'm sure like when you came back from your injury and you know what I mean then you get to play like you're playing again and you know people are counting you out and things like that it's like it's an unbelievable time to be able to you know overcome a hardship so um, it was actually probably the most important part of my career. And from that, that's when I really started getting into like, I noticed there I was very mentally weak. Um, you know, I, I could feel it. And that's when I started really getting into like mental training and um, goal setting and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a very important part of my career, I think. I think um, what was what what was your in your opinion like now looking at it a bit from the outside um obviously coming from the mls yeah uh, which obviously is a league that 
the level is improving every year. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the, the, there's better players that go there. There's more incentives yeah. and, and, and it's more attractive every time. But do you feel it was also due to the level? Because actually, um, yeah. I, saw, I saw you playing with, uh, uh, with Seattle Sanders um, yeah. a couple of games and stuff. And, yeah. and it's a league that is so different. And then for you coming yeah. here, also, you were really young. How old were you when you came yeah, here? Yeah, it's 20, 21. 21. The and yeah. then obviously you come to uh, a team like Tottenham, Cowell, yeah. playing. Do yeah. you feel like the level was really different and, and you kind of uh, weren't yeah. expecting something different? Or, or what was yeah, it? Yeah, so when, when I said I wasn't prepared, it was kind of on a big assortment of things. I think that was probably the main one is the level was, I, I didn't expect it to be, you know, that high. Um, yeah. And like you said, the MLS is growing every year, but it's not it's not near the Premier League right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not anywhere near the, you know, the Premier League is the greatest league in the world. And yeah. it's like the, the level was so high to then I came in January as well. So I was coming off the back of like an MLS season. So trying to fit into a team that's already kind of made, you know what I mean? And I just, it was, yeah, I, I just, I didn't really, didn't really get going, you know, when you kind of yeah. find that momentum. So, and you came by yourself? Yeah, I came by myself. Um, because that has a bit of impact as well. Like, people don't realize that. Obviously, yeah. you're playing so well uh, yeah. in the U.S., but people don't realize you have yeah. your family close. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're in the country that you're born and raised. And then you come yeah. to a new country. You're young. Um, you know, you, you don't have your people close to you. That yeah. has, like, way a bigger effect than people it's, actually think. Like, football is not just the level that you have. 100%. To be able to reach that level, there's so many conditions. 100%. And th yeah, that, that's, that's exactly it. It's like... You know, I've, I spoke a lot about this and it's, it's a fact that, you know, people think, for instance, uh, Di Maria, when he came to United, you know, yeah. obviously he wasn't at the level that Di Maria was when he was at Real Madrid. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, and people look at it and say, oh, well, what's happened to him? There's a lot of other things surround, you know what I mean? Surrounding yeah. a player's performance other than just playing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. That's, that, that was another big thing for me. It was, a, it was a lot to take in. It was a lot to learn. It's the, pretty much the first time I'd really been on my own because I was on my own in Seattle, but I had my mom there. You know, my grandparents were there all the time. My friends were there. So one call, you know what I mean? I could have a home-cooked dinner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas yeah. now yeah. I'm alone and, um, you know, I'm alone. I'm, I'm in a new country. Um, obviously, the level, as, as far as football goes, is crazy high. Uh, as far as what I was used to, um, so yeah, it was tough. But it's like you know, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Yeah, and also, and also, you're young. You know, well. need to understand you know. that you that you're young. You're 21, coming to a new yeah. country, and then as you say, there's there's so many other things that um, are involved in the whole process. One thing that I wanted to ask you about about your you uh, being raised in in the US. Were you on the Junior Olympics as well, or did I hear something like that? Yeah, so I, I ran I ran track. Yeah, so yeah. In the Junior Olympics. I uh, I think I made the Junior Olympics for the long jump. Actually, that was what I really? made in the event. I made it. Yeah, um, it was a long jump. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. I didn't finish in a, like a top place or anything. But it was like an it was an amazing experience because. Uh, I believe it was at Hayward Field, which is a, which is a track facility, University of Oregon. And mm -hmm. I actually just read a book during this quarantine called Shoe Dog, which is basically about the about creation Nike. of Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a, like a prominent place in that book. You know, that's where yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowerman, who is a co-founder, and Phil Knight obviously ran there. 
at the University of Oregon. So like, obviously I didn't realize at that time because I never, I didn't know the story behind it. But like now reading this and being like, wow, I actually competed there. <laughs> yeah, like, sick. crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy thing to think back on, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so going back onto, um, onto Spurs and like, um, you know, the, the mental health issues that you get going through, I think people also don't realize that this is something that um, is way more normal than people think. And um, it's true that in the past few years, people have started talking about uh, way more. But um, as footballers, this is sort of like our daily struggle. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, there's not there's not many footballers out there that are, are always at this level. You yeah. Know? If you go yeah. maybe like Messi or Ronaldo, yeah. but yeah. everyone else, they always go through, through ups and downs. And um, what was it um, that got you out of it and, and make you enjoy? Because I would say that right now in the past two years, you've been enjoying your performances way yeah. more and you feel more like yourself. Um, was there a turning point for you? Uh, uh, what was it that got you out of it? Yeah, so when I, uh, when I, it was after, so I, I did obviously the rest of the year there at Tottenham, and then I went on loan um, to Sunderland. Um, and there I kind of found my form a bit. Um, I think Dick Avocat was the coach at the time, but obviously Sunderland wasn't in a great position. So he quit or he left, and then Sam Allardyce came in. And at the start, you know, I was playing under uh, Big Sam and, you know, doing pretty well. And then I remember there was one game where, the team wasn't doing well. Um, I wasn't doing well. And I got pulled after 20 minutes. He subbed me after 20 minutes, which as a footballer, you, you know, it's humiliating. You know what I mean? In front of, at home. Yeah, it's probably and nothing worse than that. Right? There's nothing, there's nothing yeah. worse. So it was, it was like humiliating. And especially like, you know, the fact that I was on loan, it's like, you know, when you go on loan, you're, you're going on loan to play. You're not going on loan to yeah, yeah, get pulled yeah, after yeah. 20 minutes. So, yeah. um, so when I, when I came off, you know, it was, it was tough for me and, I could feel myself going back in like this little depressive state and I pouted for a bit, probably like a month, a uh, month and a half till finally I was just like, like, what the, f- what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm on, I'm on loan here. I'm on loan to play. Um, you know, I have a great opportunity. Let me think about like, w- what am I really struggling with? Like what, yeah. why don't I try to dig into my weaknesses and figure it out? Um, so then I, I literally, well, that's what I told you. Mental health. I, I realized not the mental health. Sorry, the uh, my mental strength was just it yeah. wasn't there. You know what I mean? Especially playing in the U.S. The other thing, playing in the U.S., it's not the same type of pressure that you feel in England, as far as the fans go, as far as the media goes. Um, you know, the pace of the game. Everything is a different type of pressure that you feel here. And obviously, in the U.S., there's no relegation. It's in every sport. You know, so mm-hmm. you can finish last and you get the first pick in the draft. So you're you're rewarded for. You know, yeah, 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 being in last place, which it doesn't make sense, but that's another story. Um, yeah, so then I was like, all right, let me go into the into the mental strength side of things, and um, I literally just went on Amazon and typed in books about success. Like that was it. And I'm I'm not a reader. Like I I read now, but at that point I did not read. I hated reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Um, I typed in books about success. A book called maximum achievement by brian tracy was like the first book that showed up i was like whatever let me try this one clicked it came two days later um and it was a book about goal setting and literally i i made like a commitment to myself i said i'm gonna do every exercise in this book i'm gonna you know do everything it says and see see what comes of it um so i started doing everything you know little by little training started going better 
uh, games started going better. I remember, I think I came in against Liverpool. We were down uh, 2-0 against Liverpool, came in. We ended up drawing 2-2. The next game I played against United, uh, we won 3-2. And then I said from, you know, like I made, because I was, I was making uh, like weekly goals, two-week yeah, goals, yeah. month goals. I said I, I'm not going to come out of the starting lineup for the rest of the season. And, and that was one of my goals. Um, and just kept reading my goals every day, this and that. And, you know, everything kind of flowed right through, you know, like everything, mm-hmm. you know, where everything just seems to work out. Like it feels like it's just working yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. And, and that was the feeling that, um, so then from there, it was very good because obviously when you feel success, it makes you want to keep doing those types of things and yeah, whatever yeah. got you to that point. So, you know, I just kept with it. And obviously another thing is like age and experience, you know, that's a, obviously another huge part of it, but um yeah that was that was kind of like what really got me out and what really got me kind of on this path to you know just being a bit mentally stronger because you need that for England you have to yeah I I think so I was I was very lucky myself um when I was like 15 we had this coach at Barcelona that um he just he gave uh every player a different book yeah and I was like why do I have to read like everything that I ever practiced was about technical you know Exactly. And then um, he got, he gave me this book. Um, I think in English it's called like, "Who Took My Cheese" or something, which is a yeah. book about change, right? And I right. Re- in that year I was always a right winger, and that year he played me on the left wing, which like what a change now playing right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really working out over there. Um, so um, at the beginning I was really struggling because my left foot wasn't really good, and yeah. you know I couldn't really cross with my left back yeah. then, and all this stuff, and I was like. You know, that book really made me stronger. And just at that age, already, I started to realize the importance of actually being psychologically yeah. strong and ready That's to play. Yeah. And actually realizing that football, yeah, it's played with your feet, but it's really played with your mind, right? 100%. And um, I feel like very lucky because even even though I obviously, um, like you say now with the injury and stuff, I've been yeah. like through loads of, of struggles throughout my career already. But you, at least I knew from early that, you know, knowing that having a, the right mindset or the right focus is what helps you get there, you know, and, and yeah. it's so important. And, it, and sometimes it doesn't matter whether that is goals or whatever, you know, as long as you have a purpose kind of thing, yeah, it's always, exactly. um, yeah, it's always exactly. the way, the way forward. And, and that's what gets you out of, uh, of like the whole, like where you were. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you got out of it. And now you have that experience okay. now for the rest of your yeah. career, you know? Exactly. And like, think another thing that I'm quite excited about is, you know, whenever, um, whenever at some point, if I have kids to be able to pass that down along to them and, you know, because like you said, at such a young age, you learn that, you know, the mental side of things is, is huge. And that's in any aspect in life. You know what I mean? It's not just sports, you know, in any aspect, the mental side is, is an incredibly important part. So to be able to pass that down to them and be like, you know, I, you know, like you said, what's your purpose? What, what, what do you want to do? What's your passion? Um, mm-hmm. You know, whatever it may be, you know, follow that and look at it every day, you know, really become engulfed in it. And that, that's a great thing because I think if, you know, if you're not here to help the youth and help the kids who are going to come after you and, and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, it's really no point to be honest, but. Yeah, you know. for real. Now that we're talking about mental health, I remember, 
because um, me and you, we talked on, on, on Instagram, right? A couple yeah. of times. And then uh, before doing the podcast, I went on it and I saw that your profile didn't show up. And then that's why uh, my friend yeah. gave me your number. And I was like, bro, like, where, where's your social media and stuff? And you were like, oh, I took it out because I want to focus on training and stuff. With like, for me, I think it's great to see someone doing that because yeah. as I told you earlier, I don't, I don't have social media on my phone. You know, yeah. I only have it, um, I only check it like once a day or something. So yeah. um, why, why was that choice that you made important? And why do you feel like, you know, if you want to be focused, social media is not needed and stuff. T t take yeah. me a, a little bit about the thought process of you doing that. Yeah, so it's, a, it's actually quite interesting. I, um, I think, I, did you see the Last Dance documentary? I haven't watched it yet, man. Everyone, okay, everyone's like so, talking about it. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that when everyone tells me to watch it, I never watch it. I always never watch it. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's definitely, it's, it's good. Um, it's very good. And it, it was quite inspiring for me. Um, but one of the things it said in one of the last episodes is that uh, Michael Jordan always had this thing about being in the present and always living in the present. And when he played, it was always in the present. It's never thinking about the past, everything about the future. And I was, so I like try to look at myself like realistically and was like, just ask myself, how much do you actually live in the present? Like how much do you actually realize what and are aware of what's going on right now? And I like, if it was to be graded, I'd have a horrible grade. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't live in a present. And I think a big key, I think a big part of that is social media. You know, you're always, you know, looking at what's, it's not, not so much what's going on, um, you know, in the future or in the past, but also what's going on with other people and this and that. And outside. Yeah. The, yeah. And at, outside at the end of the day, the most important thing is it sounds selfish, but is yourself, you know, if you're, if you yourself aren't self-aware and, and, and strong and, and, you know, have a good self-esteem and things like that, you can't help, you can't really help other people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know what, let me, let me turn off my social media for the, for these last uh, two months of the season. And it's kind of one, it was kind of like an experiment. I'd actually thought it was going to be quite hard, but yeah. I've like, I've enjoyed it a ton. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. it was good. You know, it was getting to the point where I was waking up in the morning and without thinking subconsciously, without even thinking about it, I was rolling over and my thumb would go straight to Instagram. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, that's not, that's not a way to, you know, that's not a way to live. And it's not that I'd even be looking for stuff. I would just be scrolling and not realizing what I'm looking at. You like know, a zombie, you, right? Like a zombie. You know what I mean? And you realize you waste so many hours of the day. Like I was looking at my screen time and it's like, you don't even want to say it because it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, how yeah, much yeah. you're I feel looking you, at I feel spot. you, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I decided to, I decided to get off that. And, you know, I've, I've, noted, I've also been um, doing meditation a lot. Um, and that's also helped me a ton. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think meditation is key for it can help anybody, you know, and I, yeah, I would yeah, highly yeah. suggest it to anybody who wants to try it. Um, but just have just you know having that, um, you know, taking that option out of my life to just be able to go on my phone and you know now I have to figure out okay what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to be productive? Yeah. Um, and that's an important thing, you know. I think a lot of people look at footballers and they think they play. Now they now and it is true. You have you train for two hours, three hours. You go home and you have the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be spending the rest of the day playing video games or scrolling on Instagram. Like yeah, I want to be productive yeah, yeah, with my time. You know, we're yeah, in a fortunate yeah. we're in a fortunate position to where, you know, we have time that a lot of other people don't. 
Um, mm. So I think we should we should be using that wisely and in, in, in doing something. I'm I'm lucky. Probably going in. What would be your next question? I'm lucky <laughs> to have found my passion, and you know it's you know something I can work towards with this fashion. Um, and I found that very young, so I'm, I'm fortunate for that. But so that's really what you know. I've been spending a lot of the time that I would have been on social media. That's what yeah. I've been doing. It's focusing yeah. on fashion. I think I think one of the things that that you said that um, that I read about is like one of the reasons why people go on social media is because they have fear of missing out, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. you want to know why everything is going on, but yeah. the, you, you're missing out everything that's in front yeah, of you. Exactly. You know? It's right in front it's of you. Either exactly. you have to choose, you, you want to choose what everyone else is doing or you want to choose yeah. what you're doing. And, it, exactly. and it's very clear because like, you know, you know, even like if you go for a walk outside and you just own your phone, you're missing the sunset or you're missing, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like whatever it is. And sometimes 100%. Um, one of the things that, um, well, I've said it a few times, I, I, I love taking pictures, right? So one of the things that, that I love about taking, taking pictures is that when I go walking, like uh, in the street, I'm constantly looking because yeah. I, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that could be a good picture. That could be, a good, you know, so yeah. I'm like noticing things around yeah. me that yeah. I had never noticed before kind 100%. of thing. Whereas like, if you're just on your phone or you're like, you're missing all of these things. And um, the reason why I also took that approach to social media, because I was like, okay, the only reason why I have social media really is, is for my job, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. it's because also I wanna, for my opinion, yeah. because I feel giving your opinion helps raise awareness, helps debate, 100%. helps moving forward. But at the same time, I'm not a person that posts about my private life. I don't want people to know what I'm, what I'm doing, what I, 100%. you know, I, I, unless yeah. it's, it's something that is part of my job, of part yeah. of what I do. So yeah. I, I decided the same. I'm like, I'm going to have social media. I'm looking at it as a job, you know. I'm going to yeah. go on it for like 30 minutes every day. Yeah. Check like if I have messages, talk to people, connect. I scroll for a bit or like things that I want to. Because a lot of the information you get nowadays, you get from social media, right? When you have your yeah, YouTube account and you have loads of news and stuff. And sometimes it's, it's good to use it. Yeah. Um, but it's true that when I had social media on the phone, it was the same. Like you go on WhatsApp to reply to someone, you come out and then you automatically go on Instagram. and it, Exactly. It's like, it's, what was I doing here? Like, yeah, exactly. why did what, I come what, here for? What was I even doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So, That's it. Uh, no, it's, it, it's really cool that you're doing that. And I think it's, it's a really it's healthy is yeah. a really healthy way of kind of looking at it because I feel that also nowadays social media is something that footballers or athletes or people in our position, we have to deal with that people back yeah. in the day didn't have to. Yeah. And it can be really positive at times, like when you're yeah. winning and you're playing well, everyone's right. like praising you and stuff and you feel like you're the king of the world, right? Yeah. Also, one bad game and you go from being the best player in the world to be the worst player in the, the worst, world. There's, yeah. ne there's, never, yes. there's never an in-between. There's, yeah, there's, there's no in-between. There's a yeah. world of extremes. Yeah. And extremes are not good because no, no, no. I'm not I'm not the best player in the world, but I'm not also the worst player in the world. That'd be exactly. someone in between, you know. <laughs> yeah. But with yeah. some with social media, that is that is how it feels. You feel you're either the best or the worst. And yeah. that is the reason why I think like lots of players and people in any walk of life they struggle because uh, it's so hard to to really feel like who you are because you're always here or there and you're never really here. And 100%. when you feed off the positivity, then after when the negativity comes, it's yeah. so hard to take. 
hundred percent. So many issues come from it, man. So yeah, well done you for do, for doing that. Appreciate now that, that you talked about fashion, yeah. Um, I want to hear it because I think there's a really cool story. I think it has to do something with your with your tattoo as well, with yeah. your like, grandfather and stuff. To, yeah. To tell everyone about about this because I thought it was really really cool. Yeah. So um, well, I ta- I have tattoos everywhere, and a yeah. lot of them actually um commemorate him. But this one. I was like, I, I wanted to get a tattoo on my neck and I wanted it to be something that um, I wanted everyone to see, you know, stuff on my chest or whatever is, you know, it's covered all the time, but I wanted everybody to see this. I wanted everybody, you know, I wanted it to be like, wow, like very powerful. Um, so my, my great grandfather, who is probably one of the most respected, like the men I respect probably the most in my life, um, he had the first, uh, like, you guys, or not you guys, but in England, they call it uh, like smart wear. So like yeah, suits, yeah. you know, you know, he had the first one in Phoenix, I believe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually catered to a lot of high profile athletes and things like that in the store. The name was the Gentry. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's the reason for this. Gentry means royalty. So I also have a crown under there. Um, but I think it, it goes a little bit deeper than obviously just a store name. You know, obviously I think it's great. I, I didn't really find out that fashion with my passion. So probably 19 years old when I first turned professional. Um, <laughs> and I think it's very interesting that, you know, one of the men or a man who I respected like a crazy, crazy amount, it was also his passion and he was <laughs> my blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like, I felt like I had to put that here. I felt like that that's always going to be a part of me you know, whether people like it or not, um, it's always going to be a part of me that, you know, I can't, I can't let go of, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. it's ingrained in me. And I remember, I remember post, I remember posting on Instagram. This is another reason why I had to get off. And <laughs> so, you know, somebody said, somebody said, oh, how, how, why are you getting a neck tattoo? What do you think you are, a gangster or a rapper or this and that? And you know, the, the, like, the inner me, I, I responded. And then I was like, what am I doing that for? You know what I mean? I'm like, what yeah. am I doing that for? Why, why, <laughs> why, would I, why would I respond to something? Because like, it made me so angry that yeah. because you're seen as an athlete, you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. Have to be, you have to look like an quote-unquote athlete, which is it's because what, what does an athlete look like? Yeah, you know we, we, I mean? we put in a box and we feel like they feel like everything that you do outside the box then, then you're not an athlete anymore or you're focused on other things. And actually, everyone is their own person and people don't 100%. really know why the reason why you have it. And talking about social media as well, it's like the, some of the issues with it is it gives a voice to everyone, yeah. you know? And there's people that respect yeah. it and yeah. there's people that love it, but actually the loudest people, they're the ones that always have like something mean to say or something, something to say. And, and, and it does hurt sometimes, but there's always yeah. a story why you do stuff like this. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I also wanted to do this, you know, because there's so much more to like yeah. actually that what we do. We just, we're not a footballer. We are a person that plays football. Yeah, there's so football. many other things in, exactly. the, in the background, right? Exactly. And it's like, you know, with, with, all of my other tattoos, like every single tattoo that I have is a meaning, you know, we can, mm-hmm. you can go through every single tattoo on my body and yeah. I can tell you exactly what it means. And for yeah. me, it's like, I want my tattoos to be able to tell my story without me having to speak. That's, that's, yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah, that's, it. that's kind of the idea behind it. You know, I, I think that's what, obviously people get tattoos for whatever reasons, but I think mm. for me, that's what a tattoo should be. You know, it should, it yeah. should 
tell your story. And one of the things when I was younger, my grandma told me is, I don't care if you get a tattoo. And like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to uh, the shop. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. But she was like, you just have to make sure that it means something to you, that it's that's meaningful. And so I've kind of like said to myself, anything I get now will be either be about my family, about myself, uh, or about my passion. You know what I mean? Because yeah. those, yeah, yeah. other than that, what, you know, what do you really have? Maybe obviously friends as well, but, um, you know, other than that, you know, what else, what else do you really have? So Yeah, and they're, they're all things that like mark your, your life, right? And I think it's really cool yeah. you say, like, you can tell your story by just, by just reading your tattoos yeah. and stuff. And, and that is, that is something that, um, when I got all of mine as well, it was always very meaningful. And I have yeah. to say, like, last, I think it was like six months ago, I saw a tattoo that I really liked and it didn't mean anything. Yeah. And as a tour boy, I was like, yo, I want this. Don't worry. I will find the meaning, you know? <laughs> when people ask me, I'll be like, I'll find the yeah, meaning. Don't worry. I'll put a meaning to um, this. <laughs> I feel like it also is a bit of a of an addiction, right? Like you get your yeah. first one and then you're like, yeah. oh, shit, this, this looks so cool. I want another one. I got my first one when I was like 15, I think, as well, yeah. really early. And um, then my second one, I told my mom that it was going to be really small. And I came home and I had half a sleeve. She wanted to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but then since then, now she's like, oh, I love it. You should do this. You should do that. So I think, I think it's, it's also a way, like, I always feel like, you know, same as you're a blank canvas, you know, and and that is your way to like show the world who you are. And I think tattoos are seen like in a very different way than what they're seen before, but it's like everything. Or conservative people that look at them differently. Exactly. And they, understandable. And I, I think sometimes that's the problem is, you know, people are so old school in their thinking and so non because the people who complain about it are the older generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, people yeah, complain yeah. about Pogba having a hairstyle or people dancing for celebrations and stuff like that. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. It's an older generation. You don't see any of the younger generation. Um, you know, making a problem out of that because yeah. people are people are finally showing their personality. We're not robots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people yeah, are finally yeah, showing yeah. who they are, and for whatever reason, people don't like that because it's probably not who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and also and also something new, right? I think like people are also a, a bit scared or a bit uncomfortable with change. And like back in the day, every player yeah. used to kind of like be the same, and they yeah. you, you used to be different just by like the stuff that you did on the pitch yeah. whether you were a yeah. very good player or not yeah. or like you used yeah. to tackle really hard yeah. and that's yeah. what they know you for but then now um people are just shining as well because of the personalities or personalities. Because the, exactly. the, the other things that they that they do of the pitch and i think like some people are not really comfortable with like yeah or switching um yeah. in, in a in a different way which for like later generations are also I can get to understand, you know, because when you tell someone that is 80 years old to like change their, the way they view yeah, the world yeah, at their age, yeah. sometimes it's like, no, yeah, I don't want to do that, yeah. you know. But yeah. I think like, as you say, with like younger generations, um, everything is changing and people are more open and it's so cool yeah. that you can see people voicing more yeah. their personalities or the way they are and stuff. And yeah. I, as you were saying, um, so fashion is uh, linked to your blood, to your family, with your great grandfather yeah. and stuff. This is something that I relate to personally as well. Because uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah my That's grandmother, dope. my mom have always, I've always done it. Do you feel like it's something that has got you closer to your roots, and it's something that is giving more meaning to like? Because you can obviously enjoy clothes, right? Yeah. And and that's the way that I started getting into it. But then yeah. I realized that me and my mom started making clothes together 
and yeah. you know we had something else that we can that bond, bond through yeah that bond yeah. and actually it's something that is so cool that i enjoy and there's so much yeah. to know about and it's actually getting yeah. me closer to my family do you feel like the same way yeah i so i like my family story is very interesting um you know i have obviously my my mom and my grandma and my sister my cousin my uncle uh not the one that was uh that my grandparents had but another one my family, kind of when I was younger, got split into two a bit. You know, there was some mm -hmm. tension between them and, um, yeah. you know, it's eased up a bit. But I, at times I feel like, you know, I'm the glue that's kind of, you know, holding yeah, 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 the family yeah. together. Um, so I think definitely with this, I don't, because there's not really anybody else in my family that like loves fashion. My mom maybe, but um, other than that, it's not really, not really anybody else that loves fashion. But I think the meaning, like the name of my brand is Roselle. Um, and I chose that meaning or I chose, I chose that name. Sorry. Because it's like when I was younger, I probably as most kids did, I hated my middle name. Like I, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, I thought it was girly and this and that. Um, <laughs> but like, as I got older, I learned to love it and embrace it. And that to me is, uh, it's like me learning to love and embrace myself and who, who I am and, that's what I want this brand to be. You know, I, I always, like, I always tell my girlfriend, like, when, whenever I release this, I don't want this to be known as DeAndre Yedder's brand. You know what I mean? I want it to be known as Roselle. Like that's, and I just want that to like exemplify me. I want that, you know, to kind of be a light of who I am, but through the brand, I don't want it to be known as, Oh, that's his brand. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think in a way it just, it's nice to see everybody so, uh, as far as my family goes, so like interested and focused in what I, even though they're not into, into fashion that much, so interested and focused into what I'm doing because it's something that, you know, represents me. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. they're excited to see that. Yeah. So um, with your brand, Roselle, I heard like you've been you've been working a lot uh, during quarantine and stuff like, yeah. Um, yeah how, like, how far are you through with it? Are you close to like, launching your collection? <laughs> how, what, what, in what stage are you at, man? I'm interested in it. So, yeah. So we so, you know, you know, Ugo Mosey, you know, Ugo Mosey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, was, he was he was Justin Bieber's stylist as well. Yeah, right? yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, I, I came to him like five years ago. Um, and I was like, yo, I was like, I wanted, I want to start a clothing brand. So when I was really super, I have no idea what to do. Honestly, I have no clue yeah. the steps. I just have, I just want to start a clothing brand. Yeah. He was like, all right, well, do you have a creative director? I was like, I don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, so he's like, all right, let me, you know, let me help you through it. I'll, you know, connect me with people, this and that. Um, finally we got first samples made, but we made those probably like three years ago I got two two or three years ago I got those and it's actually just this quarantine which is like this quarantine's kind of been a blessing for me as far as you know finding myself because yeah. like we uh what is it we, we I was looking through the collection and I was like this collection's not really me anymore you know what I mean like I I had designed it or me and Ugo designed it like five years prior or four years prior to this yeah you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And it's just, it had it really, it moves along very slowly. You know, it's, it's quite tough just because obviously he's in LA and I'm over here and he's also obviously has other jobs. So like to move things along, um, everything I did would have to be through him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But sometimes yeah. he'd be working on other jobs, the time difference, things, whatever reasons, it just didn't move along. So we have, 
like in the basement right now, we have like a first sample from like four years ago. Yeah. But yeah. then during the quarantine, me, uh, me and my girlfriend, um, who I'm actually involved in the project now, um, I was like, we we had we had designed a couple of things. I'm learning how to draw a bit, um, and I drew some pieces. And I was like, yo, we should have this for the second season, you know, for this for whatever the second season is gonna be. Yeah. And then I just thought one night I was like. You know the collection downstairs. That's not really me anymore. You know what I mean? Why did, Why not just the stuff that we created have as a first season? So now I'm going back. We we I'm trying to make the tech. I'm trying to make the tech pack right now for everything. Yeah. Um. And then hopefully, the, like one of the hardest things for us has been like finding manufacturers. And now that coronavirus yeah. has happened, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what happens with that? So that's been a it's been quite a challenge. But you know a lot of the books I've been reading and things like that have just and talking me through the process of how everything works because we're literally going into this like completely new yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah so now we're kind of back in square one but i'm like very happy with what we have now so that's i think that's the most that's important it. thing because yeah. it's it's such a big process right because um i've also like had so many people ask me like why don't i do my own brand and stuff like this and yeah. sometimes like even with my mom like we make a few things and i'm like yo we should we should make this and stuff yeah but I feel like that we don't, you don't really, when you say like five years ago, you ask Google, like, I want to make my own clothing brand. You don't realize the amount of work that there's behind Crazy. it. And that's one of the reasons why um, I never did it because I feel like if you want to do it a hundred percent, you either need help. Like you have from Hugo, you yeah. have from like your girlfriend and stuff. Yeah. It's so difficult to move this forward because you know, you, you need to draw, you need the tech pack, you need to go to the factory sometimes, yeah. you know, you need to get the fabric and then send yeah. it back and yeah. do which one yeah. you want to choose. There's yeah. so much in this process it's that, um, that is so hard. So may like, well done for like, because it's really, really, really hard. And there's so much work behind the scenes. And if you are able to like do both things at the same time, that is, yeah, 100%. that is proper focus, man. And, and how is she, how is she like getting involved in the, in the, in the process as well? Like, um, what did she help you with? Like, does she have a creative background as well and stuff? Yes. Yeah, so, well, so she, like the first picture I ever seen of her was, uh, on Instagram crazy um and she was like she was wearing like on a, and I was honest to god like she was wearing an outfit that I noticed first before like even seeing her I was like wow like she looks dope you know what I mean before I actually seeing like oh wow she's very pretty this and that um it was her outfit that like caught my eye so I knew from there obviously I started looking at her page a little bit and like obviously saw she could dress like a crazy style so I've always been attracted to girls like crazy style like I, mm -hmm. I love it I love you know especially when it's a bit of their own um they have their yeah. own little flair yeah. like I love it it's like uh it's unique you know what I mean so yeah. Yeah, yeah. um no she definitely had definitely has a creative background but she's never done anything like this so we're both kind of going into it new which yeah. is which is actually quite nice um of just course both yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah both kind of starting fresh and um bounce ideas off each other like like crazy she actually uh we bought a sewing machine like five i don't know five months ago or something and we really? just opened it during the quarantine um mm -hmm. he's she's been sewing a ton i don't know if you heard of a cricket machine but it like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it can like cut fabrics and like yeah, 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 yeah. we've time. been making stuff downstairs and um it's been have like, you gave it a go to the sewing machine i <laughs> you need to try it so, I, 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 I that's that's one of the things that i learned when i was really really young yeah. Because I had so many in my house 
And yeah. then now when my mom comes, she does the like all the pattern cutting and stuff. Yeah. And I go on the sewing machine and I'm always like going over and stuff. But yeah. it's actually yeah. really cool. And it's something that honestly, it focuses so much in the process yeah. that me, I used to do it after games, you know, when you're like insomnia and stuff because yeah, you're like yeah. still like adrenaline. It's so relaxing. It's so really, cool. Yeah. Man, honestly, you should try no, it. That, that was, I was actually the first one that like, tried to use it and yeah i think we we cut up i found like old shorts and like some old pants and we tried to make like a tote bag i remember yeah, yeah and it yeah. didn't it, it didn't end up working but um you know at least we tried but she's yeah. she's been making like she made a dress well not she like put some pieces together to make a dress and um like i want to get to the point where i can make my own samples that's like that's the point yeah, i want yeah. to like i want it to be the only thing i need um in the process is to have a factory for like the mass producer things but yeah, yeah, yeah i think if you can you know you can get to the point where you can literally do everything my dog is going crazy if you can get to the point where you can literally do everything um you know that i, I don't see why you wouldn't try to get to that point you know where you can not try to master everything for sure obviously for it's sure. hard but it takes time but you know we especially during this quarantine we had nothing but time so yeah, yeah, yeah. No so, but it's so cool that you start you starting together from scratch, you know, and you're learning yeah, a few things. Yeah. And then when you start doing all the factory process and stuff, like it's going to be like new stuff again. And, and that is so cool to experience like stuff the first time. Yeah. yeah. And um, when I, when we did the collaboration with 424 as well, um, like seeing the whole process and like from like your drawings to actually like the, yeah, exactly. you know, the first piece that you have in your hands, you're like, whoa yeah whether it sells or not it's something that you kind of like yes yeah, it's, it's, like, it's something that you create this this it was from yeah. here it's going yeah. to here it's, exactly. it's so cool to see yeah exactly no that's dope that's dope and uh i saw i saw you styled the what was it the woman's team yeah man what? i cause that's I, yeah the, thank you bro the production well i have a, an agency with my with my best mate and we we like a creative agency in sports and yeah. Guillermo um, wanted us to like do the whole shoot and stuff and I was saying to my friend like you know let, let me just like creative direct the whole thing like I know yeah. what Guillermo wants kind of thing um, so I kind of picked like the, the players uh, the women's players that I wanted to shoot and how yeah. we could do it and the only thing is like we only had 30 minutes and we had to do it all so quick. And I yeah. was taking pictures digital. I wanted to take some film pictures as well. So it was all like a bit of a mess as well. But yeah, it's a mess, really yeah. Cool. But it's always cool to like, you know, like... Is that... Was involved that involved in things that you have not done before and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That was your first yeah. time doing that? Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. that was my first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's actually, cool. they've asked me for um for a couple of magazines to do a couple of photo shoots. Like actually, oh, really? pictures and stuff. Yeah, so um, that's something that got cancelled because of quarantine. But uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm just really excited about stuff like this because I feel like that, obviously I'm not the best photographer or anything, but you know, we all have like a different creative standpoint and maybe, 100%. you know, when you have like, like you with Hugo, when you have like right people around you, it, it, yeah. it just makes the whole thing um, just like way cooler, you know, like collaborating yeah. with people and like how you have with your girlfriend right now. It's yeah. not the same, like one pair of eyes and two and yeah and that, and that's really cool man and i saw that you guys have been been cooking as well uh been doing some vegan well, stuff like I, tell me about I, it man have I you gone have, fully vegan now yeah i've gone i've gone fully vegan i haven't really been cooking a lot she's doing all the cooking but it's like it's been crazy honestly it's been nuts it's like i told i told um we actually have one of my one of my friends who's here as well he's from argentina and you know how it is over there it's like steak 
meat. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. He, he's actually gone vegan with us as well. Um, no way. Yeah, he's, he's been with us this whole quarantine. Um, and he's actually gone vegan with us as well. Um, and I'm like, yo, if somebody from Argentina, you know, where it is like just, <laughs> it's just meat, bro. If you tell him vegan, vegan turn, then you know what you're doing, bro. That's what I mean. And it's like, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much better. I sleep better. I have way more, I have way more energy. Um, you know, my body is, my body looks much better. Um, and then obviously with the things that, like the things that she's cooking, it's like, I don't miss meat one bit, not one bit. There's so much more to it than you actually think in the first place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, she, like, she just made cheese the other day, right? For the first time. Uh, oh, wow. And it was like, it was like, to, like, I hate vegan cheese. I, I can't stand it. But <laughs> it was, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to think like, you know, every single ingredient and the process that yeah, it's yeah, taken yeah. to make that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas everything else, all, you know, you buy it from the store, but you don't even think, you have no clue what it's been yeah. through. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's so normal to like, us as humans now, you know, just go and pick something up and assume that it's all good, it. but you really have no clue. Yeah, it's truly like that. And I'm, think, I'm starting like, um, I'm starting to plant my own stuff in the garden, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to make my, my own bread with fermentation and stuff that takes oh, two wow. weeks to make a loaf of bread and stuff. <laughs> so, but it actually makes you appreciate the whole thing, you know, like 100%. you buy it from the shop and it's like, you don't really know like what you're putting in your mouth. But then when you have to make it at home, it actually takes two weeks to make like a proper loaf of bread and stuff. Crazy. But yeah, it's actually amazing, bro. But um, yeah. yeah, what was it that, what was it that made you change? Was it like one of the documentaries? Was it just like, it was, yes. you start researching? I think it was game. We watched Game Changers is in November, back in November. Um, and I don't want to say it was all that because I had gone vegetarian like two, no, a year before that I think. No, two years okay. before that. Sorry, I'd gone. Oh, vegetarian. So you haven't eaten meat in a long time, then? Well, I went vegetarian. I went back to meat, and then went vegan. Okay. okay so okay. it was like I had like all th basically all three different things. Um, yeah. But I switched. To vegetarian what was the other documentary called other game changers um, what the health what the health yeah i switched to vegetarian because of that um and with vegetarian it's like you know it's obviously all right but you know i still like you can't find something to eat you eat french fries or you know what i mean it's yeah. like i just feel like it's it's there's it's so much unhealthier than just going like fully plant-based obviously you got french fries being plant-based as well but i feel like you just you just have a different understanding of what you're eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then I watched Game Changers and I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. It just, it just boggled my mind. And whether, I know there are some people coming out and saying some of it wasn't true, this and that, but I don't really care. I was like, let me just try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, at it, the end yeah, of the day, yeah. it's how you feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like, and, and she did it with me. Uh, she was vegetarian as well for a long time. Um, but then she, uh, went vegan with me and obviously it helps when you're doing it with somebody of course um, yeah. and yeah it's been it's, it's literally just been like a steady process like you know at first it was quite hard because as you said you know it can take two weeks to make bread so like that's like the convenience side of it is it's yeah, not yeah, obviously yeah. as convenient as eating meat um because you do have to pretty much make all your meat that at least in newcastle there's not a lot of vegan restaurants at all. yeah yeah, yeah in yeah. london there are tons but yeah um, yeah you know there's not a lot of vegan restaurants up here. So um, it's really just making, making our own food, figuring out what to eat. Um, then I actually found a chef over here that does that delivers mm -hmm. vegan food. So 
been having him and then she she cooks my girlfriend cooks on the weekends and uh yeah so it's it's been a, it's been a it's been a nice process and i feel like unbelievable you know yeah since, since yeah, I swear. yeah. It, it, it's so true that so many people say like oh some of the stuff is not true i always say like, about why don't you try it because that's what happened to me like, yeah exactly I, I wanted to try for three weeks yeah. first week felt good I remember the second week I felt a bit tired and I was like, I don't know if I was because of the food or whatever, yeah. but then the third week I just felt amazing. Bro. Like I was yeah. waking up in the mornings. I felt active. Fresh, I always yeah. had problem with my ankles and yeah. you know, they weren't inflamed anymore. I didn't have to play yeah. with strapping. Like there were so many things that changed. And I also yeah. felt like the recovery in between games was way quicker and stuff. And then when people ask me like, like, would you ever go back to me or anything? I'm like, I, I, like, I feel so good, man. Like, why yeah, would I go why, back yeah. to something that, not even just for the taste, you know, because at the end of the day, yeah. um, especially in our position, yeah. you have to be 100%. Your yeah. body has to always, like, it's your temple, you know? Yeah. So if you feel that this is making you go 100%, like, why would you go back? Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, it's, get, it's getting better. There's more information all the time. Yeah. Um, there's more, like, meat substitutes and stuff that you can yeah. try and things like that. And I feel like more and more athletes are getting more more into it man 100 percent. i mean you see like i think during this uh during the coronavirus because you saw in stores all the meat was gone so people are like having to be like okay well what else do i eat you know what i mean i have to like, try the vegan stuff yeah i have to try the vegan stuff and i think that's actually because you know i know a lot of people that have not gone fully vegan but have gone definitely a lot more plant-based just because they can't find meat in the stores you know what i mean which is i know it's, it's that's a I think a good thing, but yeah, no, for sure, for sure. At least because sometimes you just need to try it, you know. I always yeah, you just have to try. Yeah, I, I, I have a chef, and sometimes when I had uh, when I had friends over, um, yeah. I, I something that I tell in my family always when they come here is like in my in my house you cannot cook meat, you know. So if you want to come to my house and yeah. stay here, you're welcome, but you have to eat plant based. That's yeah, it. Yeah. If you want to go for like eggs Benedict or whatever yeah, yeah. Or somewhere down, down the road, but not in yeah. here. So sometimes uh, when my when my friends come. I tell my chef to make like, I don't know, like vegan nuggets or like vegan yeah, burgers. Yeah. And, stuff. and sometimes they don't even know. Yeah, they don't yeah, know. Exactly. exactly. And it, it's so cool to see. And like, obviously some of the stuff is like really processed and stuff. And yeah. I only have it at the weekends or something like as yeah. a treat. But it's true that, you know, technology also with the things is going forward a lot. And it's making it really easy for people. Yeah. Because also like for the environment, animal welfare, like there's so many yeah. other things. You exactly. Know? I, I started because of health, like you. Right. But then after there's so many other things that, yeah. you know, by following a plant-based diet, you're actually helping. So helping, it actually yeah. makes me feel much better, like mentally and morally. Huh? 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things that is going to be a part of our clothing brand is that everything is going to be vegan. Like, you know, yeah. there won't be, you know, nothing with animal cruelty or no animals used. Yeah. All yeah. So it's, a, it's another, you know, cool thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting what you say. Like, people don't know. You know, I think... So the chef that makes the food also makes, you know, meat dishes yeah. as well and delivers them right. to some of the players. And there was little, I, I remember um, we were sitting at the table before a game or something and, you know, I had a dish and it was literally the exact same dish that the other player had, but theirs had chicken and mine had tofu. Yeah. And I was like, you know, would you ever, could you ever try vegan? He's like, I can, you know, I can never go vegan. And I'm yeah. like, the uh, honestly, the only difference between my dish and your dish is that yours has chicken, mine has tofu. It's like, yeah. is it that bad? Is it that do you yeah, like chicken yeah. that much to the point where, yeah, know, yeah, 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 like, I think another thing is p people think you know, 
we say eat vegan, all people think is like, or the response is, ah, I, how can you just eat plants? Like, and there's this stigma towards it, right? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so much more than just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like leaves. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. much more. One of, one of my teammates as well, he's like a proper like meat eater. And, yeah. um, you know, when I go, when I go have food with people, I'm not someone that, cares about what other people eating if you're eating chicken next to me i don't mind like yeah. it's your choice whatever yeah. i had been eating meat for like i don't know like 20 years of my life so you know it's only fair that you know they can do whatever they want anyway yeah but, um when i when i i invited home a couple of times and he had food and stuff and then literally today this morning he's like you know what i'm thinking about going vegetarian and i was like how are you gonna go vegetarian now you're literally giving me all the talk every day about how you could never do it because you yeah. love food so much. Yeah. And now you're telling me this and he was like, yeah, I've been trying and I feel good and all of this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not a person to preach about anything, but when people, you know, you show them things and you don't pressure them and stuff, they're like, Ooh, this, that, this, this looks That's good. I think I could yeah, do this. Exactly. I can get used to it. And, exactly. and it's a cool way also for like, you know, for them to try and whether they become vegan at the end of the day or not, there's a couple of players in my team that now, they do like three vegan days a week, for yeah, example, yeah, which yeah. I think is also like a good start because, yeah, it's great. It's you know, it helps inflammation and helps everything. So, yeah. yeah, man, it's a new wave. And and I think like hopefully more people can get on board because I feel there's yeah. only benefits to it, you know, whether that's 100%. like physically or like... 100%. Yeah. Um, and before we go, bro, I want you to tell me, um, could you just say that you've been reading and stuff? Yeah. Uh, what books have you really been reading for quarantine, man? Any recommendations or anything? Yeah. So as I told you, Shoe Dog, um, you know, that was one that really inspired me. I think the other, the other one that really, um, that like really, really inspired me was, uh, Relentless, which is, uh, I don't know if you read it. It's with Michael Jordan's trainer. Um, okay. It's, yeah, kind of talking about his mindset and like, you know, I, I started reading that when obviously The Last Dance came out, that documentary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So those, I would say, have you read Shoe Dog? No, I haven't read it. No, I, haven't, uh, I know what it is about, but I haven't read it. Yeah. yeah, no, you should definitely read it. You should definitely read it. It's, um, it, it, it's amazing, honestly, just to see like, <laughs> because for me, I feel like I can kind of connect a lot with him because, you know, he started this thing he is a very seemed to be a very creative person had this crazy idea of you know first he wanted to bring uh japanese shoot running shoes to america yeah and obviously whatever worked out financially this and that and at the end of the day he was like screw this i'm gonna do my own thing and you know created yeah, yeah, yeah. a created an empire i don't think he had i think he knew he was going to become that big but you know created an empire which was i don't know that's that's kind of what i'm looking to do like when i'm in fashion like obviously i love fashion but i consider myself more as like a creative person rather than just fashion yeah. like i love yeah, yeah, music, yeah, yeah. you know i love uh art things like that yeah. so i definitely don't want to just after my career contribute to my, my life just to fashion you know i want it to be to tons of creative things um so yeah it's uh it was a that was a very good book and then obviously relentless just as far as i read just a lot of like mindset type books and yeah, yeah 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 strength strength mental strength type yeah. type books yeah. so I think, I think it's so cool what you said because I feel like fashion as well took me in that same kind of path in like which you realize that fashion is just the medium but being creative is like involves so many other things. That's and it. now I've just gone crazy about furniture, bro. I feel like I want to really? make my own furniture. That's stuff it, like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. And, and I, you know, I always like, like to paint and stuff like this and 
and uh, obviously clothes and art and photography. Yeah. But it's kind of like when you start with fashion or whatever it is, then you start to explore that it's all the things are things. so interlinked in so many other ways, but it's all kind of like part of the same process, you know, from having something exactly. in your mind yeah. in, into yeah. creating into something. Yeah. And, and it's really cool. Now that you're talking about your brand, bro, I'm going to recommend you one book. It's called yes, Fashionopolis. Please. It's called what? Uh, Fashionopolis. I'll send it to you on, on okay. WhatsApp. It's, it's okay. by Dana Thomas. And okay. um, basically, um, like I, for example, I haven't bought any clothes in the past six months, bro, because I'm like, uh, I'm very big on like the whole sustainable thing and like yeah. uh, conscious living and all this stuff and like reusing all the st- all those stuff that I have. And yeah. so now that, you, that you're going to start like embarking in, in this uh, project of like, you know, going to the factories and stuff. Yeah. It's a really cool book because it actually talks to you about everything that goes behind the scenes in like the fashion industry. Yeah. Like for example, you know, you can make clothes cheap, but if you buy something that costs you two pounds and is made in Bangladesh, that means that someone in the process is not really getting paid. Right. And there's people working like right. 16 hours for 50 yeah. cents and stuff this like this. Wrong. And yeah. it's also yeah. like, yeah, and, and there's so many things behind it and so many ideas in like how you can make your brand more sustainable or like just you know making the right choices because it's very hard to be like be 100% sustainable nowadays the only way to do that would be to have your own farm of cotton yeah exactly take the cotton then make it in your own house and then sell it there you know that's the only way that it could be really sustainable so um yeah it's, it's really cool bro i'm okay I've dope, it yeah. and, it's, and, and it's really cool uh any good movies or series apart from the last dance um not really no not really that i've watched. i mean the last dance i'd definitely definitely recommend definitely recommend uh but other than that i'm trying to think is there anything else we've watched i just watched <laughs> you've been this- busy with the clothes huh? you've been busy, I'm with, busy the clothes, with the clothes bro. yeah i mean I, I just i just recently watched um the documentary on uh, Jeffrey Epstein, which was like, Ooh, that's the one on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is a bit upsetting to be honest. Like, really? yeah, it's it's kind of sick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, I think I I think it's kind of actually crazy. Like, as another talking point, I think it's kind of crazy how powerful of a voice Netflix is getting. It seems like every yeah. single thing they put out now gets like, um, you know, people, Tiger King or whatever. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the case could be reopened, or with um, you know, with the Jeffrey Epstein, things are starting to come out now that yeah, 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 yeah. I've been slid under the rug a little bit. So Netflix is like having a very powerful voice, to be honest. Um, yeah, to 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 about stuff that we didn't really know about and like, know, we didn't yeah, have exactly. information. What I found kind of crazy about Netflix and um, is that they made a documentary, like a series called like Pandemic or something. Yeah. And then, like a month after coronavirus happening, I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Like, what is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> like, did they know about this?" Yeah. And then I, I feel like they had to say something about it, saying like, "Oh no, this has been recorded Recording, during yeah. 2019." You yeah, know, like, it's true. but it's actually crazy. Yeah, it's though. quite like, creepy. It's creepy. I I don't know, man. When I I haven't watched the series, but when I saw the announcement, I was like, "Doesn't make any sense." Like, how? Yeah, it just feels like they know. They they know they what know, they yeah, want to see. Like, yeah, before it even yeah. happens and yeah but i think it's so cool because i watch like a few like have you watched making a murderer as well yes yes yeah which like also reopened the cases reopen the case and, exactly and what i like about them is that they decide with anyone you know like they always leave it like with a carol baskin stuff and, yeah exactly and, and and joe exotic it's like yeah. they just 
throw the points from both the sides points, and they yeah. can then let you let, let you, you choose whatever you want right yeah and i think that yeah. that is really cool and yeah they are very powerful boys and i think uh yeah it's really cool and like documentaries are like the vegan stuff um, yeah information yeah, of course, that, like, exactly. what the health that we didn't know about and all the exactly. politics behind it is it's, it's really cool man and just to end um because you've just said now about like the whole being creative thing um you think that is what's going to be for you after football um whether that's only clothes or like yeah. focusing in other stuff because i know like you were very I, big into music as well yeah and, yeah no I, I i know 100% that's what's going to be for me um uh-huh. you know i like it's it's not like i found obviously well right now in fashion um but i found like it's such a good escape sometimes to get away from football and soccer like uh-huh obviously to have that other thing that you can focus on and going back to the point of like humanizing football is like people don't realize you need an escape. If you're in a relationship with uh, a woman or a man and you're together every single day for the rest of your life, you're probably going to end up hating that person. You know what I mean? I don't think such a good analogy, bro. Yeah. I don't think any, any relationship can sustain when you're together all the time. You need breaks. You know what I mean? You need breaks from each other. It's not, that you don't love the person, but I, I don't think we're meant to be with, you know, one Yeah, you need, you need your time and you need to, to recharge. And you, yeah. like now yeah. with like coronavirus, you haven't played football after two months and the first training yeah. session is like the first day back at school. Everybody's buzzing, yeah. And, and, and you realize why, why do you love football so much? Exactly. You know, and it happened with my injury and it happened with, uh, I'm sure like you, when you started playing again, the first yeah. time that you step on the pitch again, you're like, yeah, I love football, man. Yeah, but sometimes 100%. you just need that break, and you need and, a break. And, yeah, and it's cool that, as you say, it's not just your break is not going to play PlayStation. Your break, yeah. your break it's is actually creating yeah. stuff and yeah. being productive. And and yeah. I feel I feel everything that you're involved in the process like that is so healthy for you. And um, yeah, creating an art is just like healthy for everyone, right? And hundred percent so inspiring, sir. So. Bro, this has been so good, man. I'm nah, very grateful for you to come in here. And it. it was a very cool chat, man. I'm sure like people are really gonna enjoy and and all the things that you're doing behind the scenes, man. Keep it up. Um, yes, you well, boy. You as well. Any help you need, also the fashion and stuff. Yeah, bro. no, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you up about this. I'm gonna take you up. Yeah, my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will do that. I will do that. One day, I'll, I'll go my sewing machine right here. Yes. Yeah, and we'll come down one day. I'll give you a couple of lessons. And then you That'll guys can make me some vegan food and stuff. Yes. Yes. yes, 100%, bro. Anytime. But yeah, bro, good luck with the rest of the season. Thank stay you, bro. healthy. You stay safe. Uh, and yeah, man, thank you so much for this, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, bro. Talk soon. Take care, my man. See yeah, you, bro. Man. Peace. Peace. Bye.